from around the world and wondering if that kid hanging back on the sidewalk in the wheelchair is a real kid or just some kind of a fake prop that they're wheeling around to get more candy. Either way, just get off my grass. This is Paranormal One. Halloween! It's that time of the year again. Welcome back to our Halloween extravaganza. I am Mike Rasso with Paranormal One here with Steve Bartell and Josiah Lee Henson. Hey, fellas. Hello. Hey, Mike. We're, we're, we're back for this is our second Halloween show. You're right. Awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, I've, I've got to say right up front, we planned this really cool. <laughs> right, people like turning off now. Ugh, I don't want it. Um, we had a really cool interview planned. Uh, unfortunately, the person had some personal stuff going on. Um, even though we had it planned like way out ahead, by the time we were like, okay, let's do it, uh, it was not good. But it will be coming. This is going to be a great interview that's going to be really, really worth it to hear. So uh, we'll just keep teasing it for the next 18 months or so until it happens and then uh, everybody will be like yeah that, that was cool that was worth listening to but until then this one is still here this one's still good for you and it's still free so uh, that, that's good stuff so uh, guys how is the planning going for the uh, I was gonna say Christmas the, the, the Halloween thing you got going on the, the tour yeah I, I think it I think it went really well um, <laughs> We had They're planning, like okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they set up. Like, it's not Halloween yet, so in my head, it's like it didn't happen yet. Of course, it did. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was a little bit confused by that. I didn't know if we were pre-recording or something, but no. Yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it went really well. Um, everybody had a really Great. good time. I would say overall, the building was extremely quiet, which Aww. always proves for a really difficult, um, a difficult time for the tour guides, such as Steve and I and. Uh, Greg was there yeah. to help, and Dan Norvell, a friend of ours, was also there to help. So that that always eases the pain a little bit. But you know, you feel like you're breaking yeah. out in song and dance just to try to make somebody, you know, try to <laughs> try to make them engaged and all that. But um, so you couple a quiet building with a quiet participant pool, um, which sometimes makes it even worse. Because if you've got a quiet building, but the participants are still kind of engaged, that helps yeah, out a lot. Yeah. They were they were definitely interested, but they, I, I don't think they were nearly as vocal as a lot of groups are. No, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah it, it really it, it really is disappointing when you get that a, a quiet night period, even even with a good group. I mean, even if they're really having a great time, if nothing happened, it's like, sorry, everybody. Yep. And I, I but they're like, no, no, it's good. I, I couldn't read the group at all. I didn't know if they were having fun. I had a really hard time reading them. But then uh, the next day, Steve and I got a message on the Bartell and Henson page from a lady saying we had a great time. We would do it again. So that made me feel a lot Wonderful. better. Did you see that, Steve? Yeah. 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 Now, uh, <clears throat> the, I did two sessions in the attic. Um, Josiah was down in the basement. Our first session was completely flat. Absolutely nothing happened. The second session, though, on the other hand, and uh, it was weird because the group that came up the second time had a guy with them that was 
you know, he's an older guy. He was uh, real skeptical and clowning around a lot. He'd always, every time he walked by, past a piano, we'd be playing notes and stuff like that. And I'm not disparaging <laughs> any of it. I just know that he was just, you could tell he just kind of was maybe a bit skeptical, a bit of a non-believer, you know, just kind of there, yeah. probably dragged along, you know, and uh, just didn't know what to expect. But he, you know, <clears throat> I could tell from the start of the night that he was very skeptical about dowsing rods in particular. So in that second okay. session, it was weird because we weren't really getting much activity. Dan started doing a dowsing rod session. Um, during his session, though, we started hearing voices from within the room, like conversational voices. And I radioed mm. Josiah because they were down in the basement be- directly below us, but four floors down, you know. <clears throat> I radioed him to see if they were talking, and he said no. And uh, a couple of the other people heard the voices, and it happened actually twice during that. <clears throat> But here's what I wanted to get at. The guy that was really skeptical, um, he, uh, uh, let me think. I think it was his son that was there. Uh, Dan got done and handed the dowsing rods off to off to that guy's son, and he started he started using them, and he was a natural. I mean, he got them to straighten out very quickly, and then he would ask questions, and they would immediately cross or uncross, and then go right back to straight. I'm watching, I'm sitting right next to him, I'm watching the guy's hands, they're not moving at all, you know? So, okay. the guy that was pretty skeptical, he asked he asked a question, he said, was my mother's birthday yesterday? They immediately went, hmm. and crossed, and then uncrossed, uh, to signify wow. yes. And I could tell that it literally blew his mind. And he, from that point on, you could tell he was shook. You know, you could tell that he was like, holy crap, I've been dogging this all night, but how in the hell would, would it have known? How do you, you know? explain that? Exactly. How do you yeah. explain it? And it's funny because later on when we came downstairs and we're kind of hanging out, uh, the son walks outside and you could tell he's got like a load on his shoulders and everything. He's like, how in the heck did that thing know that her birthday was yesterday? And I said, I said, you know. The hauntings that go on, you know, we don't know whether it's when you're getting activity, you don't know whether it's something that was already in the building or something that came with one of the guests. I said, my my guess would be someone in your family who knows her was present tonight and they were, you know, that's who you were talking with and they knew that it was her birthday. And so they answered in the affirmative, you know, so so there was a little bit of activity, but it wasn't one of those nights where stuff's just popping, you know. I like it when the stuff happens to the skeptics. Yes, exactly. You could tell that he, and after that point, he was very, uh, he's like, you know, he was more enthusiastic about it. He also thanked us a lot, you know, when he left and said it was a good time and everything. So, Cool. That's a good feeling. It It is. is. It is. Especially when, like, like Josiah said, you know, half the time when it's slow like that, you feel like you have to put on a, not a performance, but at least keep them entertained, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That's what we, we we've talked many times yes. about that. Yeah. There's a certain degree of showmanship. You've got to <laughs> be able to pull out of your butt depending on what's going on. It's like really dynamic. Right. It's like, you just uh, hope for that little, uh, you know, that little building creak. So you yeah. can be like, oh, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> there is something going on. No. Yeah. So, and then you can try to downplay it, but kind of, like low-key downplay it right right well it might not be anything but i don't know what do you guys think i think it was absolutely something making noise over there (laughs) okay if you think so another now and also we haven't listened to the recordings yet there may be something on the recordings um yeah josiah's second group in the basement while nothing really seemed to happen they did have a laser grid set up and uh Hmm. one of the guys filmed with his phone uh, his camera on his phone he filmed 
what looked like a shadow, you know, moving across the uh, the, the laser grid. Mm. So, you know, there may, okay. have, there may have been some stuff going on that wasn't really obvious at the time, but but yeah. So we're gonna review it and anything we find, we'll put out there. Nice. Yep. Good. Well, I'm glad glad it went well for you guys. Definitely. Thank you. And then on Friday night. Uh, that was the night before our Halloween event last Saturday. We investigated yeah. the historic Dixon Theater again. Oh, yeah, cool place. Like, oh, yeah. Amazing place. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, again, it the building wasn't off the charts active that night. But uh, mm-hmm. we did have some activity down in the basement. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so you know, some people go to the you know the most you know Ashmore or or, or Alcatraz or something like that. And nothing happens. They're like, it's not haunted, <laughs> and it's like just because something didn't happen to you that night doesn't mean things don't happen there. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's, it's you've got to have to you have to expect in some of these other places. Yeah, you, you might just get mild stuff sometimes, but um, yeah, it's it, it's nice to have a chance to do that though. That's cool, absolutely. And and Tara was along yeah. with us, so we had some insights from her into what she was picking up on in the building. And uh, okay, she was she was mentioning that the the guy who built the place, I believe his name was Leonard Rohrer. Rohrer, yeah, yep, Leonard Rohrer. Um, she said there's a man dressed very nicely in a suit, kind of following the mm. caretaker around and everything, and looking very, uh, you know astute and whatever whatever and uh wow so yeah and then uh when we went downstairs i say downstairs but we were below the stage which was like the dressing room the green room area um Mm -hmm. and there was strange things happening on the on the uh phasma box app as well as within the room she was getting really uncomfortable she saw something Hmm. walk between her and a mirror and, uh, oh. you know, that for, for there's about a two or three minute window there where I think most of us had like goosebumps and could really tell that something yep. something was definitely engaging with us. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. How about you, Mike? How did I know you had some events kind of in the works? Did anything pull through or it ended up not happening? No. Uh, th- th- when they canceled the uh, I guess we'll say the, the event. We'll just say the the the, the town wide event. Uh, that kind of threw me into a spin because you know that was part of what was going to happening with the uh, the advertising and insurance and and all that stuff that we had to worry about. So yeah, it, it was sort of it's been a quiet season as far as that goes. Gotcha. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, those happen. There will be many more to come. Yeah, yep, those that happen. That happened to Steve and I during COVID. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and even, so I, I didn't hear exactly what it was with this one, but it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I was tired anyway. We, yeah. Even this year is pretty low key for us. <laughs> I know in, in some past years, we've had stuff going on every weekend leading up to Halloween. This year, we really just yeah. had this one busy last weekend, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember those. It would be busy pretty much like through Christmas. Yeah. Like like the beginning of October through Christmas, it would be just crazy. Well, and it's funny because and I was like, okay, folks, I'm taking January off. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we we were kind of worried about getting the Halloween event sold out. It didn't it didn't move super quickly, but then it did sell uh-huh. out. And then, of course, at the last minute, probably between Thursday and Saturday, we had two or three people wanting tickets that weren't available, and they said, oh, well, can we come to the next one? And we're like, well, you know, these are kind of like 
you know, once in a while special events. But I really think if we planned one for middle of November, we could probably fill it with the overflow from this last weekend. Yeah, I'm sure. November's a good time. It is. It is. The weather's still fairly decent and predictable. And, um, you know, it's just a little bit chilly, not terrible. It's not like, you know, 110 degrees in the attic. Yeah, November's not a bad time. Right, exactly. Hey, I I did have something, though. Even though I I didn't have uh, uh, an event, uh, Sherry actually found something this morning that I thought would be neat to share real quickly. Because it is Halloween time, and, you know, this is the time of the year when, uh, as we get closer to October 31st, the veil becomes thin between our world and the spirit world. And uh, there are seven signs here that the veil is thinning says okay so um one is a deceased loved one appears in dreams Hmm. so interesting and anything anything there yeah okay uh light bulbs and candles are flickering yeah candles flicker but sometimes light bulbs just act start acting weird for no reason well we had uh, had a flickering bulb at conover on friday night or saturday okay okay uh, next one electronic devices crash and reboot without a prompt hmm. I'd, I'd like to say my work computer does that but it's been doing that for years <laughs> so like yeah nice try uh, you catch a weird scent which reminds you of something or someone now something about that is for the last week week and a half we've been getting a really strong pipe tobacco smell in the house at times hmm. huh. I mean, like, like, like seriously strong, almost like, like, like we had lit some giant candle and there's nothing going. So that, that one seemed really pertinent to us. So we really got that. That's cool. uh, clocks keeps, yeah, clocks keep stopping. Hmm. I don't know. Haven't run into that too much. So the batteries, or so batteries are done. Uh, your guts are giving you a, a weird unsettling feeling for no reason. Well, that, that I can understand. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, if you're you're sensitive to that type of stuff, uh, I'm not. But <clears throat> me neither. But I'm but, willing to learn. But moon cycles and things like that can also do that too. Oh yeah. Very true. Uh, and also the, the seventh one: black feathers suddenly appear on your path. I've heard that one. I've heard that one recently Have from you? somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, black feather. I, that was that was a new one to me. Now we we've had white feathers appear, like tiny ones. That <laughs> time, oh, I'll maybe share the story another time. But when we were painting the the, the last store that we had in Conover, um, there were some funny things happening as as we were trying to paint, and uh, then all of a sudden we were seeing like tiny little white feathers coming down on us weird Weird. i mean not like not like somebody broke a pillow or something (laughs) but they were very noticeable Uh, i was like well that's kind of odd like happening at the same at the same time these other occurrences but yeah that's a story for another time if i haven't told it already and if i had then probably gonna hear it again at some point but (laughs) yeah i just thought that was that was kind of a a neat little list there and um something to think about and it'll be another one of those things that i say i'm going to post on facebook and never do (laughs) but uh yeah so i just thought i'd I'd throw that out there um well anything else going on or are we ready to to jump into the meat here we we have spirits in the night coming in 
a week from oh, a week yeah. from this well a week from this Saturday so November sixth yeah believe. now when was the last time they when was the last time they were well in? they were supposed to come right when the the plug got pulled and uh, we had to inform oh. them that you know no tours were allowed anymore and you know yeah I think they still came to town anyways knowing that they couldn't get in here did one last double check with us and we said sorry Aww. sorry we can't do it and so they went to the roadhouse that night but uh, oh. But yeah, so did they just to eat or investigate? I think to investigate it, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah. Yep. But. Wow. Jeez, Josiah, I think they're, you're you're up for competition here, and your your schmoozing skills. This is they can just talk their way into the roadhouse at a moment's notice. That's pretty good. Yep. But uh, but yeah, so it'll be nice to see them again. It's been a while. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, you, Steve, you you suggested uh, midnight mass. Yes. Yes so far that's better than everything i've seen on uh discovery plus combined oh yeah i, yeah, I agree with that <laughs> this this season because i'm just not into the cooking the baking shows mm-hmm. and uh I mean, the, the couple things that have been on have been all right sure but not like i was expecting to see for october they, they make this big deal out of it it was kind of disappointing is it just new locations same old investigating no, nothing nothing i no i thought zach was having some big the, halloween extravaganza this week whatever whatever well but but there okay uh there was one a special the goldfield hotel okay okay which that, that that was pretty good but that was at the beginning of the month that sort of kicked off the month and after <laughs> that it's been like cooking shows um there were the, there's the, uh the haunted museum where they take some of his objects and do like an hour-long drama about about those Jeez. with Eli Roth, those have been okay. I like Eli. Um, yeah, but but like no, uh, up to this point, like there haven't been a lot of shows, and maybe they're saving it. Uh, maybe they're saving it for Sunday night. I, I mean, a few a f- the last few years they've been doing live investigations on Halloween, but but they have like you know they've got Ghost Brothers, they've they've got you know Dave yeah, Schrader, yeah. Uh, they've got all they, they had Jack and Kelly Osborne. Their their thing was on where they went to the Queen Mary. That was all right. But they have all this talent, all of these all all these shows that they can throw out to, for for the month, some new episodes, and nothing's happening in this month, which just seems to be weird. Very disappointing. It's very disappointing. So did you complete Midnight Mass yet? Yes, who did? Okay. I know. Uh, I think Josiah made it all the way through. I did, and it yeah. made me feel like I, I don't know if you guys got this at all, but did either of you get like this weird like depression feeling? Um, yeah, it was very fatalistic without yeah. without giving away the ending and stuff. I yes. mean, it was. Yeah, you definitely. It, it was like it was like watching. Uh, Mike, what what was the what was the Star Wars movie we went to see together? <laughs> what the force awakens no 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 we, no we saw, no no uh, rogue, rogue one, one. yes, yes rogue yes. one it reminded yeah. remind me of that in a way where you know uh, the, the characters kind of there's a star us. wars parallel for everything <laughs> yeah. but yeah the characters were kind of you know uh, you know uh, doomed to their fate and everything yeah and, and yeah it, it was super depressing and I guess we should probably say spoilers if you haven't watched it and you're planning on it maybe fast forward here a few minutes but I, I think, <laughs> I think that I mean, okay to say it, or should, should we? I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. What are you gonna say? Well, nothing. Just for me, it really took a turn when they sh- showed up to the midnight mass and they had the the, the poison. Yeah. They're like, all right, everyone, drink up. You know, it just, I just had this horrible like, 
you you had that horrible knot in your stomach and you're like holy shit you know Mm. it was just kind of i don't know for some reason with me i just kept on reflecting on like the mortality of my parents and it made me start thinking like okay i'm 36 years old now and of course that's going to happen hopefully it's a long way down the road Mm -hmm. but it just really made me start like looking internally at my life and like how much time I have left. And I I don't know why that triggered that in me, but it was at the point where I'm like, I want this over with, you know, I don't <laughs> want to think about this anymore. Sure. It was really weird. Well, see, like for me after, let's say sunrise in the rowboat. Yeah. Yes. Okay. After that, I'm like, people, how can you not see what's happening? Yeah. And, and I just kept like wanting to, to reach through the screen and shake them and go, duh, yeah, duh, right. hello, like, duh, you know, tap them on the forehead, McFly. It, I just, like, folks, come on. What's, what are you not seeing? Yep. <laughs> Wake up. It, it, <laughs> but, but I do think it's interesting that, that the, and we won't say the word. Yes. Yeah, so the, yes. That everything revolves around. Like I said to you, I Thanks, said one, one word will spoil the whole series, you know, and I'm like, Mothman, Mothman? keep watching. <laughs> no, hang in there. <laughs> nope. Keep watching. Yep. Um, but n- that word was never uttered once in the whole no. series. Yeah. And, and the traditional showing of those things, it, it just, it didn't conform to the traditional story. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's no. certain things that were missing from it and stuff, but. But you think, hey, those aren't real. But the thing they thought it was, they believe were real. So, okay. Well, the interesting thing. People are going, what are you talking about? But, yeah, if you, like, what they thought they were dealing with was not what they were dealing with. And in hindsight, I did kind of spoil one of the things. If you want to go back and bleep that out or something, you know, we can still talk about it. But that way people won't know what I was referring to. But. It doesn't exactly work out like you're expecting it to. So. True. I, I, so, so I will say this. That's a teaser. That's not a spoiler. That's a teaser. <laughs> Even if you didn't like it as much as the haunting of, of Hill House and things like that, it definitely, yeah. I mean, look at the discussions that it's spurred with, you know, everyone that's seen it. You know, it's, I mean, it, it was, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's one of his best works. You yeah. know, I mean. I mean, it, it touches on so many things. I mean, even, you know, the religion and the parallels, even like mo- modern politics. Yeah. To a degree. Yep. Um, I, I definitely yeah, see a vaccine. I definitely see a vac- vaccine mandate, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of tie into <laughs> some of that, you know, I, know. I, I, I think people could make arguments about many either on both sides of many subjects sure. based on this movie. Yeah. Re- I, really fantastic, though. And, and the parallels that they drew between like you said religion and you know the the stuff I, i've never really seen that <laughs> parallel drawn before you know or or i don't know it was pretty intriguing yeah they did a very good job yeah they, they covered new territory yeah. new ground for sure yeah and and, and it's, it's great too when filmmakers have this big long canvas to work on when they have several hours and we thought there were eight instead of seven Okay. So as they're getting toward the end of the seventh, it's like, huh, what's the next episode going to be about? <laughs> right. I, I will say this, though. And then that was it. I will say that, yeah, after the end, like Josiah, you didn't come away thinking, you know, 
well, that was fun. You know, you, you come away from that like, <laughs> like, holy that was shit. Cool. I wonder if there'll be a sequel. I, yeah. I watch some cartoons or something, you know. Or... Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen Halloween Kills? No. No. Not yet. I've never even heard of it. I've heard very mixed reviews about that as well. Uh, we saw it last night. Okay. Uh, serious, serious body count. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Oh my god! I've heard the, oh my god! For the kill kills were awesome, really well done, and stuff like that. But there is some element about the ending that I know everyone's pissed off about. Well, then there's there's going to be one more, right? No, no, no I'm not going to say spoiler alert. Then um, I think Halloween ends. I think it's supposed to come out next year. Yeah. Yep. So uh, hey, you know what? It's it's one of those things that you you just need to watch it. Yep. Good, bad, or otherwise, you got to watch it because it's a Halloween movie. I mean, like, you know, big H Halloween movie. Of course, <laughs> Halloween's always with a big H, but whatever. Um, it's a Michael Myers Halloween movie. As in Austin Powers, but Michael yeah, Myers? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I actually uh, went to see some. I, I don't know if going to say this. Um, yeah, I. I yeah, I can't say. I, I knew somebody who. who I, I'm, I'm going to shift gears here just at least so I can say something, but um, I knew a guy I, I took a class with in, in college and he said, I was born with an unfortunate name. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he said, it was Michael Myers. Nice. And so I'm like, okay, now we understand. <laughs> so, you, you know, I, I believe that that was playing on HBO max, if I'm not mistaken. So. Or, uh, Paramount, oh, Paramount plus. Yes. Yes. And in theaters, which we do have that. So I think we'll be able to stream it. Or is it Paramount Plus? Or not Paramount. Peacock, no, 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 no. Peacock. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something. Tubi. By, by the time you subscribe to all these things, you're paying as much as you would for yeah. cable. Yep. Okay. I just always laugh. It's almost as bad as the all the different apps that the kids were using when they were doing remote learning with, with all the different streaming services. Oh, now yeah. Now. It makes me bonkers. Crackle, Sparkle, Tubi... Vumi. <laughs> yep. Mr. Magoo? What was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I was playing around with the wheel earlier, and I think you might have heard that going off. No, I didn't hear, <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. About, so <laughs> I was trying to get it set up. Um, so, um, what we're going to do today is, and there it was my my limp, lip smack for emphasis is to uh we're, we're going to share stories that we particularly like about uh the holiday season or just scary things in general so we talk a lot about you know experiences that we have or other people have and uh, historical things and strange and odd stuff but here's a chance just to have some fun uh celebrate the season and share some 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 stories that we enjoy so are we ready for the wheel sure Sounds good okay uh, looks like josiah will start <laughs> all right so mine mine's a little bit different because i thought when we were first talking i thought we were talking about like um personal halloween stories so i figured oh no 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 that's good too okay. that's good too i just started talking there for a minute so okay cool that sounds fine <laughs> um mine is a little bit humorous kind of ridiculous but uh so 
you've got to rewind yourself back to Josiah in seventh grade. Um, I was always a nice. Just when you had the mullet. I don't think I had a mullet. I had tail. more of a frolet because my hair is very like afroish. <laughs> so if you can imagine a frolet, Josiah Hendricks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, and I was always a nice kid. You know, I I normally didn't do what I did. Um, so a, a couple of friends of mine, Travis Davis and Jake McBride and I over in Sterling decided that we'd go to Kroger and buy a pack of eggs and go and egg uh, oh. a friend's house um, by the name of Brandon Carter. We liked Brandon, but for some reason we just decided we were going to egg his house and be terrible people. Um so it was a night before Halloween, and we walked over to his house. It was all dark, and we proceeded to chuck the eggs at the house. And we didn't realize that it was going to be that loud, and the lights came on. <laughs> so as, as soon as the lights came on, we all beelined it back for Jake's house, Jake McBride's house. And in doing so, I blew out a tendon in my ankle. Um, I, I must have been running as fast fast as my fat little body could carry me and that's karma biting you in the ankle right yes, there yes sir and it happened like mm. right then and there so uh i crawled underneath a bush um i knew something was drastically wrong because when it happened i it, it was so loud that i thought like okay i've, I've either broken a bone or something i mean it was was like, it your achilles that you know it was in that general region i i'm sure it okay. would have been well achilles I, i've heard the, that sounds like a gunshot the when they when they snap you, you know mm. i thought it was on the side so i'm not really sure but oh my god it was anyway it must have been terrible so you know you got to bear in mind this is the night before halloween so you know here i'm i'm you know i had a had an idea of what i was going to do when i was all excited about going trick-or-treating with my friends um and you know at this time we lived in an apartment complex over in sterling off of lynn boulevard and uh you know i got home i told my mom some sort of probably terrible lie about how it happened and you know she's like well you're probably out for you know you're out for trick-or-treating but we'll go and get you looked at anyway so we went over to the morrison hospital got me looked at they did say in fact it was a dislocated tendon and uh went home that night and i started thinking about it. i'm like you know how am i gonna do this i really want to go trick-or-treating so i had a bright idea of going downstairs to this guy's his name was mr fox i don't know his first name but brian actually is brian fox so i went downstairs and he was in mm. a wheelchair and i said brian i know this sounds really weird he saw i was on crutches you know i said i know this sounds really weird is there any possible way I could borrow your wheelchair for Halloween tonight and I'll return it, you know, no problem. You know, I probably shouldn't have ever asked a wheelchair bound man that question, but I did. The fact that you were telling this story just seems like it's not going to turn out well. Yeah. Well, it's, there's some humor to it. It's probably also very sick, but, uh, so so he's like yeah you know he, he wasn't super enthused about it but he's like yeah you can do that as long as you bring it back you know just just take good care of it and i thought okay cool so i arranged oh. it with my mom to drop us off where we needed to be dropped off and my friends jake and travis would push me around in the wheelchair <laughs> so your mom's on board with yeah this. yeah she she apparently She's like, no it was you okay won't. oh my gosh um okay. So the the guys pushed me around. We had an awesome night. I think I was a vampire that night, and people were waving at me from the houses, all this, that, and the other thing. And <laughs> Josiah, being 
the I don't know what you'd want to say, probably slightly irresponsible seventh grader decided, ah, Brian can wait one night. I'll bring his wheelchair back in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> so oh. I, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, man, I'm late. Totally forgot about the wheelchair. Brought it back in the afternoon to this poor man who has been without his wheelchair for like almost two days now. And I found him crawling oh. around his apartment and he's like, oh, it's okay. It, it's it's fine. He's crawling around his apartment in his underwear. <laughs> the stupid- oh my gosh. Yeah. He's like, I got to be nice to this kid because otherwise he'll probably start egging me. Yeah, too. he'll egg my house. <laughs> no, but I mean, that was, that was my funny Halloween story. I know it's not very, oh. you know, I know it's not very deep or very spooky or anything, but you know, seventh grade Josiah glimpsed into my life. So That's- you took his wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, for and kept. And then you're playing days. it for sympathy too. It, yeah. At least he was able to crawl around to get to like the bathroom, for yeah. instance. You yeah, know? yeah. Make food. yeah, no harm, right? Yeah. Yep, no big deal. No harm, no foul. Uh, that was probably the worst thing I've ever done to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to get some hate mail from our listeners yeah. over that, Josiah. Yep. Sorry, guys. Greg, hopefully that didn't offend you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening sherry sorry yep yep <laughs> oh no that's a, my 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 partner at work is is kind of um she doesn't really push the limits very much okay she's pretty she she's pretty well behaved i guess you'd say like like you were sort of talking about josiah yeah and and and, and uh i don't know how it came up one day it's like what's the worst thing you've ever done and she said it was something just like I don't even remember what it was, but I mean, not even something like you did. Yeah. Evil person. It was um, <laughs> something kind of mundane, you know, like a late library book or something. I can't even remember what it was. And I'm like, oh my God, I said, I've done Risk three day. things worse than that before we even got together today. So yeah, it's, I guess it's where you set the bar as, as far as how bad it really is. But oh my gosh, Josiah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a total shit. But that, but that does sound like something a, a seventh grader would absolutely do. You know, you get up that day after Halloween, you're hungover. Yeah, you, you know, you you got to go to school. Yep, I yeah. could have easily just you know taken ten minutes to just walk it down to him and return it and thank him. But but a, as a seventh grader, that's not your first and foremost no. thought isn't being courteous. Exactly, stuff, you know. Yeah, and I, I did feel no. bad when he when we knocked on the door and he's like, "Come on!" and he, he was like crawling around on the floor. I'm like, "Oh god!" <laughs> he soiled himself wow. all weekend. You know, he really was in his underwear. I'm oh, dead serious. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys. Well, this could go so many places right now, but I'm just gonna not even. You guys might even remember him. He used to he used to be over in Sterling, and he would like park his little wheelchair, and he'd sing like songs and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's really strange. Actually, if I not saw, that day, if I saw his picture, no. I'd probably recognize him. I mean, you guys knew, you know, there's the people around town that everyone knew. You guys yeah. knew who Merlin was, right? Oh yeah, I remember yeah. Merlin. Yep, Uner Magooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was the okay, one. this is something I cannot forget now. <laughs> there was the one guy who used to ride around on the three-wheeled bicycle that looked, and he looked kind of like Michael Stipe of REM, and would just, <laughs> just yell at the kids. I mean, just just excoriate them. You know, sweet. For what reason? Just because they were kids? I don't know. Chip on his shoulder. You know. I, that I mean, I don't know why I'm even asking because I'm like three days away from being that guy. <laughs> We all are, Mike. We all are. Yeah, yeah. There's a bus stop across the street, and it's like, ah! 
Get off the grass. Damn kids. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Just, that's that's me on any given day. <laughs> wow. All right. Nice one, Josiah. Thank you, sir. <sighs> that, that we, there, there's got to be some kind of title to that, though. <laughs> The wheelchair bandit. I know you'll come wheelchair up, bandit. You'll come you up with something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on it. <sighs> All right, Steve. All right. Ready? Don't start that again. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh. Looks like I'm last. I guess it's my turn. It's me. Save the best for last. <laughs> so, this story, I put. On when it was before Bartell and Henson was Bartell and Henson Paranormal, it was the Conover Square Ghost or Haunted Conover Square Ghost Tours. And in I think it was 20, yeah, February 2015, I posted this up there. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a story I got out of a magazine, a magazine, a, a comic book, um, from 1952, an eerie comic book, nice and. Once, you know, they, they'd have like, you know, four or five pages of, of a story and then there'd be, you know, I say animated, um, the cartoon, the comic story. And, and then they'd be maybe a page or two of a, a typed story. And so I, I, I was I found on some old website, I found like his comic book archive and I was looking up these types of things and I read this story and it just it, it just does it for me i don't know what it is this is this is a to me this is a really neat story there's a little little twist here at the end so um and oddly enough remember what my my topic was last or was it last show or the show before yeah i don't remember either <laughs> hellhounds oh that's right so this one this one is it, this the story is called hounds from hell okay okay so uh i'll, I'll start reading the story here this curious story is a true one. Of course it is. Um, it took place in an isolated corner of the world, New Zealand, and it concerns a man who is perhaps not entirely human himself. And by the way, this has nothing to do with Halloween, I guess, except it's on a Halloween show and it's... Hey, it happened on Halloween. Sorry, mine doesn't either, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, the man's name was Belter, and he was of partly European origin and partly of native Maori stock. He was a hired man on a large sheep ranch in these Pacific Islands. Where he came from, the other ranchers never found out, because he never spoke of his past. But help was scarce, and he was hired. He proved to have an unusual way with sheep. I'll just let that sink in for a second. He seemed to know what they would do in advance, and he could see in the dark better than any normal man should be able to. His eyes were dark, and he had a strange luster. All of his eyes were dark and had a strange luster, all of their own. He said that when he wanted to see something at night, though it might be total blackness, that object would light up itself with a strange glow that only he could see. No one could explain his mysterious gift, but he proved it many times. He slept in a small cabin of his own. But it was noticed after a while that he was becoming very restless. The manager of the ranch did not want to lose him, for his strange talent was valuable. Belter finally said that he became very nervous alone it would, and would 
sleep better if the manager would agree to move in with him and share his cabin for a week or two. This the manager agreed to do. That night, Belter fell asleep very promptly and very soundly. The manager, an Englishman named Ferris, finally fell asleep too. Sometime later, he awakened. The door of the cabin, which had been closed, was now open. The light of the full moon was streaming in, and the place was full of dogs. They were big black hounds, and there were about six of them. They were jumping around, playing. One of them was standing on his bed, and another nuzzling his face. In the other cot, Belter was still sound asleep. Ferris says that he merely felt very angry and annoyed. He pushed the two dogs on his bed away, got out of bed, and shooing the big black dogs outside, closed the door again. Then he got back into bed and fell asleep. A little while later, he awakened once more. The room was silent, the door closed, and by the light of the moon, he saw that Belter was in even, in even deeper sleep, his face white in the moon's rays. But something was trying to pull the blanket off Ferris's bed. Angry and still half asleep, Ferris pulled back at the blankets. It became a sort of tug of war, for whatever was at the other end was strong and determined. Ferris now became fully awake, sat up in bed, and reached back to grab a better hold on his blanket. Instead, he grabbed someone's hand. He pulled and the hand came away, and he held it up in the moonlight before his eyes and looked at it. There was no body and no arm attached to it. It was hairy and dark-skinned, and the fingers had curved claws, and it writhed and squirmed in his grasp. In great terror, Ferris threw the horrible thing away from him into the darkness, and he fell back in shock. He lost consciousness. It was morning when he opened his eyes. Belter woke up at the same time and announced that he had a perfect night's rest for once. Nothing had disturbed him. Ferris remembered the horror of the hand and blurted out to Belter what had happened with the dreadful thing. Belter turned pale. Yes, he had heard of the hand. He had never seen it, for it had never bothered him. But several men who had shared his nights had, had been annoyed by it. But, he added, You know, you were lucky to have only that hand. The worst of it was not the hand at all. The thing that I fear most is is to be visited in the night by the big black hounds of hell. Hmm. And that's the end of the story. Nice. So, so, I, so, so the dogs he was shooing out that were just annoying, like, get out, get out. Hell Those hounds. were the hounds of hell. Yes. But that's what was yeah. a little confusing <laughs> to me, because didn't he say they were like nuzzling his face and yeah, stuff? They, yeah. They're, they're yeah. friendly little, little guys, you know? <laughs> I guess it's all about attitude. Yeah. Yep. Don't show fear. I would yeah, welcome anything like fine. that, like something soft come up and cuddling with me. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a wheelchair. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that was funny that he's like playing off these dogs. It's no big deal. It's just uh, get out. Shoo, shoo. Out the door. Out the door. Right. Yeah. No, the big black hounds of hell. That was cool. <laughs> nice. So it just it just always tickled me. I thought that was a funny story. Yeah, I like that. And where did you say you found that again, Mike? It was from an, uh, a comic of Eerie, E-E-R-I-E, comic book from 1952. Cool. Nice. You know, that that, yeah. that kind of makes me think of, uh, Josiah's seen a few of the, the things, but uh, I was 
I, I have the whole collection of <clears throat> Gold Key is the manufacturer, and it's Mystery Comics Digest. And what it is mm-hmm. is they took <clears throat> they took the best stories out of uh, the Boris Karloff comic book, uh, ah. the Twilight Zone comic book, and then the Ripley's Believe It or Not comic book, and they took mm-hmm. took some of the best story stories out of all of the different ones and put them together in this little digest. It's like Reader's Digest size thing, but interspersed between all these. Uh, comics and animated stuff they put in a couple of really cool stories in, in each novel and everything okay. or each each episode yeah it, it's fun to find these things um oh yeah it, it's i don't know it, it's just from a different time that's why, like when i talked about the the um cbs radio mystery theater i mean that was only from the 70s but still oh my gosh that's 50 years ago now yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah the times it, it, they fly by and you know <laughs> it's, true. And, and it's, it's as much as you know about the story as you know trying to imagine a kid in the 50s i mean think about some of these comics you read now you buy a comic you're through the whole thing in the time it took me to read that yep they're not as big as they used to be. It's all about the writers and the artwork, the artwork and the yeah. high gloss paper. This is just that the the, the rag paper and the, the that's why a couple of times the print was actually difficult to read because it was lousy. I remember I remember getting comics as a kid where the print the, the colors were all off a little bit and uh, yes, like the, the colors double. the colors were outside the lines sometimes. Yes, yeah, yep. yeah. <clears throat> and there was just like whatever. It's just a comic book. It's a quarter. And you know something um, I think of too, like you were talking about, like that story. A child back then, their imagination had to have been way more active than they are now, because now, you know, you don't even have to have imagination because you lean on CGI and all that stuff. And I, yeah. I think about myself when I was little, and I watched it with my brother. You know, it it was the miniseries <laughs> that you know led to the whole whole entire thing. Tim Curry absolutely terrified of it and then now my nieces watch the new one which to me Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's still pretty he's spooky as hell but they laugh at some of the parts that if i were their age i would have been terrified like how is that what what changed i guess is what i'm getting at what what where did the change come from desensitization i guess so yeah it had to be (laughs) yeah well i mean did you there's a twilight zone uh the one with uh billy billy mommy in it where he like thinks the people into the cornfield yes yes you're a bad man And, and he imagined the tv show with uh dinosaurs fighting okay and, and the ladies watching it, they're like, oh, 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 this is terrible. Like, it's so violent and stuff. It's it's, it's like stop action dinosaurs fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're, they're like, oh, this is the most horrible thing they've ever seen. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, as a society, our um, standards of what's frightening or acceptable or um, disgusting or, you know, whatever – I, I think they change over time, and yeah, but to a kid in the fifties reading this, oh, oh God, couldn't sleep for two days. Yeah, imagine are, are, them are the watch- hounds from hell going to come see me? Yeah, and imagine them watching some of the stuff that we see today on TV. They oh, they would put them in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's you know just sort of to take let yourself go back and you know, a simpler era. I love those. But there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah, so there are, um, I guess, 
let me see here. I, actually, I think I have a tab here. It's it's yeah, it's free. There's digitalcomicmuseum.com, and um, it's it's stuff that's in public domain. They have stuff uploaded and scanned, and uh, some things are complete. Some things are missing certain issues of a magazine. Uh, there's you know westerns, war things, the love comics, and girl talk, and uh, you know ghost stories and things like all these different types of things. Advent, jungle adventure, things like that. All types of different. Um, groups of comics in there and uh, like i said it's all free it's public domain you can download it you can browse through it digitalcomicmuseum.com and uh, i'm pretty sure that's where i got this guy from so it's it, it's a neat resource sort of look back in time cool nice yeah all right steve what you got for us all right i was <clears throat> you know i i didn't have any any personal stories to tell or you know any anything to reminisce on so i also went out and was looking for short stories <clears throat> and i read a few good ones but the one i decided i'm going to read is called the terrible old man by hp lovecraft and uh so yelling at the kids and then <laughs> school bus you know it, it's interesting it's a story that you've seen told you know it, it's it's not necessarily unique, but I think it's because all of the things that have copied from this story and everything uh, we've seen, you know, mm. on TV and, and movie and things like that. So, yeah. And, and I'm not sure exactly when this was written. I'd have to look that up, but just an interesting little story. So, it was the design of Angelo Ricci and Joe Sanic and Manuel Silva to call on the terrible old man. This old man dwells all alone in a very ancient house on Water Street near the sea, and is reputed to be both exceedingly rich and exceedingly feeble, which forms a situation very attractive to men of the profession of Ricci, Zanuck, and Silva, for that profession was nothing less dignified than robbery. <laughs> the inhabitants of Kingsport say and think many things about the terrible old man, which generally keep him safe from the attention of gentlemen like Mr. Ricci and his colleagues, despite the almost certain fact that he hides a fortune of indefinite magnitude somewhere about his musty and venerable abode. He is, in truth, a very strange person, believed to have been a captain of East India clipper ships in his day. So old that no one can remember when he was young, and so taciturn that few know his real name. Among the gnarled trees in the front yard of his aged and neglected place, he maintains a strange collection of large stones, oddly grouped and painted, so that they resemble the idols in some obscure eastern temple. This collection frightens away most of the small boys who love to taunt the terrible old man about his long white hair and beard, or to break the small paned windows of his dwelling with wicked missiles. But there are other things which frighten the older and more curious folk who sometimes steal up to the house to peer in through the, through the dusty panes. These folk say that on a table in a bare room on the ground floor are many peculiar bottles, in each a small piece of lead suspended pendulum-wise from a string. And they say that the terrible old man talks to these bottles, addressing them by such names as Jack, Scarface, Long Tom, Spanish Joe, Peters, and Mate Ellis, 
and that whenever he speaks to a bottle, the little lead pendulum within makes certain definite vibrations as if in answer. Those who have watched the tall, lean, terrible old man in these peculiar conversations do not watch him again. But Angelo Ricci and Joe Sanek and Manuel Silva were not of Kingsport blood. They were of that new and heterogeneous alien stock, which lies which lies outside the charmed circle of New England life and traditions, and they saw in the terrible old man merely a tottering, almost helpless graybeard who could not walk without the aid of his knotted cane, and whose thin, weak hands shook pitifully. They were really quite sorry in their way for the lonely, unpopular old fellow, whom everybody shunned, and at whom all the dogs barked singularly. But business is business. And to a robber whose soul is in his profession, there is a lure and a challenge about a very old and very feeble man who has no account at the bank and who pays for his few necessities at the village store with Spanish gold and silver minted two centuries ago. Ricci, Sanek, and Silva selected the night of April 11th for their call. Mr. Ricci and Mr. Silva were to interview the poor old gentleman, whilst Mr. Zanek waited for them and their presumable metallic burden with a covered motor car in Ship Street by the gate in the tall rear wall of the host's grounds. Desire to avoid needless explanations in case of unexpected police intrusions prompted these plans for a quiet and unostentatious departure. As prearranged, the three adventurers started out separately in order to prevent any evil-minded suspicions afterwards. Ricci and Silva met in Water Street by the old man's front gate, and although they did not like the way the moon shone down upon the painted stones through the budding branches of the gnarled trees, they had more important things to think about than mere idle superstition. They feared it might be unpleasant work making the terrible old man loquacious concerning his hoarded gold and silver, for aged sea captains are notably stubborn and perverse. Still, he was very old and very feeble, and there were two visitors. Ricci and Silva were experienced in the art of making unwilling persons voluble, and the screams of a weak and exceptionally venerable man can be easily muffled. So they moved up to the one lighted window and heard the terrible old man talking childishly to his bottles with pendulums. Then they donned masks and knocked politely at the weather-stained open door. <laughs> Waiting seemed very long to Mr. Sanek as he fidgeted restlessly in the covered motor car by the terrible old man's back gate in Ship Street. He was more than ordinarily tender-hearted, and he did not like the hideous screams he had heard in the ancient house just after the hour appointed for the deed. Had he not told his colleagues to be as gentle as possible with the pathetic old sea captain? Very nervously, he watched that narrow oaken gate in the high and ivy-clad stone wall. Frequently, he consulted his watch and wondered at the delay. Had the old man died before revealing where his treasure was hidden, and had a thorough search become necessary? Mr. Zanuck did not like to wait so long in the dark in such a place. Then he sensed a soft tread or tapping on the walk inside the gate heard a gentle fumbling at the rusty latch, and saw the narrow, heavy door swing inward. And in the pallid glow of the single dim street lamp, he strained his eyes to see what his colleagues had brought out of that sinister house which loomed so close behind. But when he looked, he did not see what he had expected, for his colleagues were not there at all, but only the terrible old man leaning quietly on his knotted cane and smiling hideously. Mr. Sanek had never before noticed the color of that man's eyes. Now he saw that they were yellow. 
Little things make considerable excitement in little towns, which is the reason that Kingsport people talked all that spring and summer about the three unidentifiable bodies, horribly slashed as with many cutlasses and horribly mangled as by the tread of many cruel boot heels, which the tide washed in. And some people even spoke of things as trivial as the deserted motor car found in Ship Street, or certain especially inhuman cries, probably of a stray animal or migratory bird, heard in the night by wakeful citizens. But in this idle village gossip, the terrible old man took no interest at all. He was by nature reserved, and when one is aged and feeble, one's reserve is doubly strong. Besides, so ancient a sea captain must have witnessed scores of things much more stirring in the far-off days of his unremembered youth. So he ended up killing him. He or possibly his pirate friends, you know? The ones in the bottle. Yes, yes. Very cool. Where did you find that again, Steve? I just found it online. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't read a lot of Lovecraft's works and everything, but I'm like, ooh, a short story by Lovecraft. Let's yeah. see what it's like. That's cool. Yeah. Which, aside from being a little spooky and, you know, like a little robbery gone wrong, I mean, there's there's pirate <laughs> intrigue. I mean, what's up with these bottles with the little lead pendulums, you know? Yeah. And, it just, it's just sort of thrown in there and then never yeah. talked about them. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, the old man didn't lift a finger to, to kill these guys. I mean... Huh. Whatever he conjured up, did it for him, you know? Awesome. There's there's a, uh, there's this, uh, I, get, I started hearing it, I guess it's a podcast. It's called Knife Point Horror. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it, it, it's sort of, it's sort of these types of stories. It, it's the, the, the narrator kind of talks about these things from a certain point of view. You never hear, like, I shouldn't say never, but rarely does the whole issue get laid out really plainly right your brain is left to sort of fill in some holes or suspect some things or or, or wonder about stuff that happened it, 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 it's really neat um there were there's a new one like every six or eight weeks um but but the great thing was when i first discovered it i had you know, like 30 to listen to nice but then <laughs> all of a sudden you have to wait another year to hear four or five more <laughs> but it, it, it it's it's really neat and like i said knife point horror um it, it, it's a different style you kind of have to be ready for it well sometimes they'll, they'll throw a, a couple in there that are that are a different format but generally it's a guy you know saying my name is such and such i am a writer i live in blah 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 and and, and it's just sort of it just draws you in hmm. and, and it's kind of like that because it's like the, the, the author rarely <clears throat> seems to have all the answers. They just explain the experience they went through. Huh. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of neat. I, I really enjoy every time a new one comes out. That's cool. And, and what format is that in or, or what, where do you find that at? It, it, it's on Spotify, but I was downloading it uh, like off of iTunes. Okay. Nice. But yeah, it's they're like usually about a half hour or so long, some a little longer, some a little less. But um, yeah, it's it's it, it, it. I listened to one, just randomly picked one, and I'm like, okay, I got to listen to more of these things. Oh. It's, it, it's not at all what I was expect expecting. That's cool, um, but in a good yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it, it, at times I'm like, maybe I should go listen to some of the old ones again because. <laughs> <laughs> in some ways they all seem almost alike 
But I mean, you really get drawn in. You're like, what's going to happen? What's this? It, 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 it's not like this big explanation, just like in this story. There's no explanation of, well, and the spirits came out of the bottles and told him to do this. And then they attacked it. No, no, no. It's just, wow, just mysteriously things happen. And you're left to kind of think, ooh, what could it have been? <laughs> yeah, that imagination really starts to get working, you know, and it breeds all kinds of interesting things. Different imagination endings you know it's kind of <laughs> cool you can start imagining different endings different scenarios yeah. whatever yep that, that is cool to be left to interpretation yeah and that's something too you know we talk about things changing over time so many times it's like well if this doesn't have a satisfying conclusion i don't like it steve you brought up the star wars movies right people don't like them because they're too similar to the old movies, but then they don't like them because they're too different from the old movies. Yes. It's like, okay, which one do you want? Yeah, you can't. Um, it, this is a story somebody else is telling. You go along for the ride. You know, this, it's, you're, this, it's, it's, it's their thing. Yeah. Um, you're entitled to not like yeah. it, you know? I mean. Yeah, yeah. But, but sometimes, like, you don't get, you're not going to get the whole story. And, and that's kind of part of the fun sometimes, wondering what happened. Are they, we, we watched, the, uh, you guys are familiar with Night Gallery? Uh, sounds familiar. It was, a, it was a Rod Serling thing after he did uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we saw one recently and um some people ran into the graveyard i'm not gonna really go into detail people ran into the graveyard and somebody was following them and was like where are you where's everybody and he shined a flashlight around and then he just happens upon the aftermath <laughs> of, of what happened uh you, you can imagine what happened but they don't show it you you kind of have to fill that in with your mind and you know that's okay yeah. nice that's all right absolutely so yeah yeah, it, 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 but it seems like today entertainment, it's like, well, let's lead them by the hand and tell them everything they have to know through exposition. And yep. uh, it's like, nah, just just let it <laughs> let, let, let people make make stuff up in their brains for a change if they want to do that. If they don't want to do it, then they can go back and watch something else. And what's cool about that is what's scary to you might not be scary to me. So, like, if you're. If you're thinking yeah. about a monster that they've they've never shown, you'll you'll envision it 100% differently than I will. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. What's the most terrifying thing you can imagine? Exactly. It's going to be different than what I can show you. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, I like that, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. And I like the little tidbit that it was, that they were cut by a cutlass you know like a right those are the swords the buccaneers would have used you know pirates yeah so i i mean it was like a heavy like pirate you know undertone yes yeah yes which is is awesome that was cool have you guys seen that movie it's like ooh, like maybe late 70s or very early 80s the fog i think it was john carpenter movie i remember it but i don't remember seeing it i know i know that uh Stephen King, I think, did a remake of it, or maybe or he did. I think the Mist, the Mist. was the okay. Stephen King. Yes, yes. But the yeah, Fog is highly, like old... highly regarded as a horror movie. The Fog is. I, I, you know, I watched it several years ago again because when I was a kid, scared the bejesus out of me. You know, <laughs> it comes on HBO at night, and you're like, oh, the Fog is coming for us. Um, you know, the ghosts of these 
sailors or pirates or whatever come back and you know inflict their wrath upon the town or something like that and uh yeah it was so scary because they just appear out of the fog and like oh my god and i watched it several years ago and i'm like this is what was scaring the crap out of me it just it, it, to me it didn't hold up <laughs> right right when i'm 10 oh my god <laughs> You know, 10 or 11 yeah yeah i'd be in my pants here i gotta go back and watch all those movies that were pretty creepy when i was young but now would just be absolutely hilarious like yeah. the, like the ghoulies and puppet master and you know all of those cheesy 80s horror movies that were fantastic you know <laughs> children of the corn is one that always terrified me yeah but i don't think that's yeah i don't think that would be as funny now that's still pretty creepy you know? yeah and some things hold up from the nostalgia standpoint yeah. because you like you remember going with mom or dad to the to the theater or the, or, or the drive-in even and right. you, know, you know seeing this and falling asleep in the back seat you know or like I like me like watching Smokey and the Bandit on HBO you know it's like hey you know that 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 brings back a lot of good memories but <laughs> uh, yeah so, so the, you get a lot of good th- stuff out of it even if it is a lousy movie. I'll never, I'll never forget. My parents took me to see Firefox and Sharky's oh, Machine in a Clint Eastwood Firefox yeah, and Burt Reynolds yes, Sharky Machine. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a double feature at the drive-in, <laughs> and Sharky's Machine was first, and it was kind of like, all right, kids, cover up your ears for for this whole movie. Ah. <laughs> but. Yeah. I remember seeing Firefox and I was so disappointed because you get to like the last 20 minutes of the movie before you actually see the plane. Right. right. All it's supposed to be about this plane. <laughs> and yeah, you're, you're, the movie's almost over by the time it right. it, it appears. <laughs> yep. And I was long sleeping by then since it was a double feature yep. starting at dusk. Yeah. I, I think we went, I remember seeing the Bad News Bears nice. in one of the Bad News Bears movies. It wasn't the first one, but it was one of them. And then the second one was Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, yeah. What a great movie. And, but, but, you know, I was, I was like, you know, 10. I don't, again, I don't, eight, I don't think I was even 10. I was probably like seven or eight. And, uh, I, I fell asleep during Josie Wales, which, but now it's like, I would much rather watch that than the Bad News Bears. <laughs> yep. Very cool movie. And it's funny, too, I was thinking about the time, time travel that we were talking about last week or last episode. And, and, and we didn't touch on any of the Star Trek movies. Oh, because yeah. there was there was like the one where they go back to get the whales. I think that was four, the fourth one. Yep. Yeah, and, and that was kind of cool how it happened. Although uh, it's like they 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 give the molecular uh, structure for this was a transparent steel or transparent aluminum or whatever it's called that they need to transport the whales, and all of a sudden it's like in production and they can just put it in their ship. But you know that aside. Um, <laughs> after that, like the time travel in Star Trek sort of, sort of became like a gimmick. It's like, oh no, how are we going to solve this problem? <laughs> I know. Let's go back in time. Great idea. <laughs> yep. And and they they just do it then. Which although that one was kind of cool, the one with Farmer Hoggett in it. Um, whatever that was. How they do that? I don't know. They were like chasing the Borg, and they followed it through a time warp and then like they figured out like oh we know how to go back through time now let's just do it all the time <laughs> so it seemed like they overused it but uh yeah that was just yeah, it's sort true. of popped in my head we, we did yeah we did completely forget forget about all that yeah 
But anyway, well, hey, guys, good good stories tonight. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed everybody's. Those were all good. Look, yeah, and, and, a little cruel, I'd just say, his part, but... <laughs> No, I'm absolutely just, I'm just I, I felt guilty absolutely for laughing I, in fact i wanted to dump button so you, you couldn't hear me laughing you know? <laughs> poor guy just crawled you, around the you, apartment yep, dehydrated yep. man you probably took a few months wow. off his life there buddy <laughs> i'm just, just i mean just kidding let's look at this from his standpoint tell that story from his point of view now you've got a horror story yeah. now if he had like a bunch of little vials in his <laughs> apartment with a piece of lead hanging off of them, <laughs> then you're screwed. You yep. c- could have been in bad shape. I should kiss my ass goodbye. Like, man, what are these, mm-hmm. what are these cutlass marks all, all over me? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Weird. Take my wheelchair, will you? Yeah. Instead of boot stomps, there'd be like tread marks on me. <laughs> and it, <laughs> be, you probably got extra candy because people were feeling bad for the poor crippled oh, kid sure. in a you know, wheelchair. Sure. They told me, my friends Jake and Travis told me that it was either they gave me extra candy or they didn't believe that there was a human in the chair. And I'm like, I'm waving. Like they thought they were trying to double dip, you know, like there's a mannequin in the chair or something. I'm like, I'm waving my hand. Come on. You, you at least have to give somebody extra candy for the effort, even yeah, if that was true. Absolutely. Yeah. We're talking. And by the way, I, yes, I did say crippled. I was just putting it in context of the times yes, when it happened. That's all it was. Yes. 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 It wasn't cruel like Josiah. Yeah. Evil Josiah. <laughs> Evil Josiah. So, I was going to say with the goatee, but I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe this is the evil Josiah. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. Well, hey, again, thank you. This was this was fun. Glad, glad we did this. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we again, we're gonna get this um, interview. Hopefully, as soon as we can. It, it, it might be a little. We're, we're trying to really push it in here for Halloween because it would have been a really great Halloween themed one. But um, what do we have? We, we've got. We already had the Equinox, so we've got Solstice coming up. Maybe this would be a, be a good Solstice. Yeah, winter Solstice. Um, one two yeah cool. yeah so uh everybody hang in there this, this will be happening just <laughs> not tonight obviously not while you're listening to it uh so guys anything coming up that you want to point out do you have anything planned one thing we do have planned. any events uh we just got a confirmation on it today we are doing an event at Laredo Taft Campus on December 10th. Um, Laredo oh. Taft, for those of you who don't know or know the area, it is an artist's colony in Oregon, Illinois. Um, it overlooks the Rock River, and it's where uh, the Blackhawk statue is, or the Ethereal Indian, I believe they call him as well. So or Eternal? Eternal, I'm sorry. Yes, the Eternal Indian. Um so yeah it's a really neat area up there it's got a lot of history uh we have investigated it in the past and had some interesting finds um i have never been touched on an investigation by an unseen force but i was there um i found it Mm. to be extremely bizarre uh i did feel it and a couple other people felt you know something in the room as well so there's definitely something going on there um so we're going to be doing that december 10th as a public event um and there's more information to come on that and where can they find that information uh, if they go to 
if they Google um, NIU Laredo Taft Campus, it should pop up under their events page. But uh, once okay. I, you know, once I have a link and all that, I might be able to send it over to you, Mike, and maybe we can post it. <laughs> yeah. About well, that. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that one will actually happen. <laughs> I I actually did ha- I get a picture of that like scarecrow thing alongside the road. Yeah. That I I and yeah, I never posted that. Oh darn it! I'd like to have seen that. Yeah, I'll. You know what? Maybe I will try to do that tonight. Cool. Um, ha ha ha. We'll see. <laughs> um, but okay. Now, now, will you guys also have something like a link from that on the Bartell and Henson Paranormal page? Yeah, we'll probably share it on there as well as the Rock River Area Paranormal Society because it is going to be a wraps event. Um, but we, okay. we generally like gotcha. to cross share. So then it would be the Rock River area paranormal society yes sir uh, facebook page yep and then we'll like i said we'll probably cross here on the bartell and henson as well okay cool then we will be waiting for that awesome good times i've got nothing that's okay too yeah if i thought long enough i could probably come up with something but um (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't right now. Um, so, okay. Well, good deal. So, thanks again, guys. This was awesome. Uh, we've got... Uh, you can you can reach out to us at uh, theparanormal1.com or send a message to para1contact at gmail.com. Or if you would like to be a, go- uh, a ghost... Ooh, a ghost on the show. <laughs> a guest on the show. Uh, para1booking at gmail.com is another way to reach out there um we mentioned about bartell and henson paranormal on facebook rock river area paranormal society on facebook as well as conoverghosts.com on the internets um all right guys well thanks again this was once again fun time absolutely thank you all great stories tonight yeah, definitely. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Uh, you cruel bastard, Josiah. And <laughs> we... <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, thanks again for listening. If uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you or if you just want to like us or favorite us or however you subscribe to it, whatever it is, how you get your podcast, we'd appreciate that. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. We do appreciate each and every single one of you. So uh We will be back, and until next time, we will see you in the dark.